Yeah, well, yeah. Hi. Hey, welcome to Broken Corners. Welcome to Broken Corners, that's right. I'm Mondo. I'm Karen. And this week we have a special guest. Uh, say hi. Hi. <laughs> it's Meryl. <laughs> it's good friend of the pod, Meryl. <laughs> Long-time listener, first-time guest. Oh. <laughs> Meryl's been one of our biggest supporters and most loyal listeners. So, uh, this week, uh, well, this week we're going to talk about um, a TV show that is close to Meryl's heart. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but now I'm really questioning that. We'll get into that. <laughs> yeah. So, like, uh, so tell them about the show you chose and then the episodes that we are going to discuss. Okay. So, listeners, to understand me is to understand that I am an encyclopedia of television. And for some reason, I landed on family ties. Uh, yeah. And it's not because I grew up in Pittsburgh and this took place in Ohio. Um, I, I don't know why I was drawn to family ties. I mean, some really fantastic comedy for sure. Yeah. Um, but we did not, or I rather did not choose funny episodes. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. But these All were, right. these were like episodes though, that stick out for you that you, mm-hmm. that you mm-hmm. remember. Mm-hmm. Did you like, was this a show that you watched, you know, week to week as a kid? Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, fairly religiously, for sure. I mean, because this was like the second portion of television, right? Like there's the after school babysitter of television, which was your little house, your good times, uh, different strokes, facts of life sort of thing. But then, you know, you had family ties on primetime. Yeah. So was that this- was like. Was yeah. this like NBC Thursdays before Cosby? Yeah, this, what network? This was CBS. It was CBS. Yeah, uh, yeah. That oh. was something that blew my mind when I looked that back up. That makes the Kami Pinko commentary make more sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? I mean, I, you know, so racy and yet not for CBS. Yeah. Um, oh, that's and, funny. Yeah, re- and also recent discovery was um, I thought the Waters family sang the sound the the theme song. Okay, and the Waters family for anyone who watched um, Twenty Feet from Stardom are this like joy filled family that I just picture singing like everything in their lives all the time. Oh right, um, they sang a lot of um, theme songs. But now, in fact, it was Johnny Mathis and um, some uh, and a female singer started singing the family ties theme song from um season two on some broad some broad <laughs> johnny mathis yeah, some, some pipes <laughs> yeah but johnny mathis uh, johnny mathis i know um so yeah so okay do i say what what so i sure oh uh, yeah so we we're focusing on one single episode and then one two-parter because they were big on the two-parters yeah family ties land um so the first one is say uncle (laughs) starring an underknown tom hanks yeah you know what i looked it up because i was wondering if um if this was like stunt casting like how far into his career he was Mm -hmm. because when he came on screen like people tried to clap mm-hmm. so they definitely knew but it, this was after bosom buddies oh, it was Absolutely. after bosom yeah. buddies. yeah yeah because bosom buddies ah. was 1980 to 82 mm-hmm. and, and then he was also on an episode of taxi he was on happy days mm-hmm. and then 
Um, yeah, and I guess he, do you remember, he was in, so this is an episode from season two, and mm-hmm. he had also been in a uh, two-parter from season one. Yeah, it's called The Fugitive. The Fugitive. <laughs> it was crazy. <laughs> but so, okay, go ahead, keep going. Well, no, no, so they, okay, so yeah, they laid the pipe uh, in season one for, you know, The Fugitive and him, you know, he was on the run for what embezzlement yeah that was, um, okay. it was such a weird thing so a just like i uh, was the idea it seemed like he was sort of a genius like alex was yes so is the idea that all the smartness comes from the mom side of the family from yeah. baxter bernie I, I got that too and also okay. all the entitlement because um, <laughs> uh-huh. i feel like the dad is the you know the pbs guy and the mom is kind of like slumming it with the with the pbs guy but they but they you know they did woodstock they were you know free love and hippies together but she's that type of hippie who can be a hippie because she had it was clear you know she had money right Right. Like, although they're super Irish. Yeah, true. <laughs> but wait, let's put a pin in for a minute and talk about their house. <laughs> okay. What, what about because, their house? Their because, huge house. <laughs> yeah, because I love, I mean, I, I remember loving the fact that Elise was like a successful architect. It's like, here you're seeing, you know, the woman have it all. Uh, but like, you know, work and, 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 um, but clearly her profession did not apply to that house. That was the strangest house structurally. Yeah. Like there was like the greenhouse kind of dining room that you never really see. And when you do see it, it's like, is that even attached to the home? There's all the bric-a-brac and, and, and the clutter in the kitchen stressed me out. Yeah. Um, well, you do have a fine minimalist style. <laughs> you do. Just, I'm envious of any time I'm at your apartment where I'm like, oh, she doesn't have shit everywhere. Amazing. No, I know. I feel like it's an assault of items, but not like every <laughs> like every roadside attraction. Oh, let me stop and get more bric-a-brac. Kind yeah. of. Like, well, it's the 80s, right? You have to like gather shit, right? That's the 80s. It's excess in gathering shit. I need to have as much shit as possible. It's true. <clears throat> And also um, just when you, I mean, because we're all New Yorkers, I think we're so used to living in small spaces and just, yeah. you can't do that whole just acquire, acquire, acquire thing, you know? <laughs> you could. And you just you don't, can't. Like, yeah. The hoarders. Exactly. Right. <laughs> A&E will come calling. But, um, um, I, but I do, I absolutely adore the swing the the two door option and or the three door option in the kitchen you have the exterior door to the (laughs) exterior then you have the stable like a stable structure door and then you have the swing door and the swing door is always ripe for comedy where nothing funny ever comes through the stable door or like Mm. you know the standard door right um well the swing door the swing doors to the living room and the mm -hmm. the stable door who knows yeah, to to the greenhouse dining room that you only see sometimes, and then <laughs> their be- and then the bedrooms are like are strange with weird sort of verandas where I'm like structurally like when I try to picture what the exterior of that house looks like, I'm like, no, this does not add up, and this is an architect's house. Um, <laughs> it's so, more like okay. an MC Escher house. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, I mean- 
how would you compare this house to the full house? Not full house. <laughs> this house to the Growing Pains house. The Seavers, if you will. Oh, I mean, again, yeah, another whitewash, uh, um, you know, suburban sort of tawny house. Um, that's an excellent question. I feel like the the Seavers house was more structurally sound. The, yeah, because it was just, <laughs> it was just kitchen into living room, bedroom stacked yeah. on top, and then also the dad's office on the side where he would let the psych, psych his uh, patients come in. That's right. Um, oh yeah, they had their own very special episode. That's right, where Matthew Perry is, was he died? Drunk, yeah, dry, drunk driving accident, internal hemorrhaging, and yeah. poor Carol. Oh yeah, and Tracy Gold really went for it too. She, yeah. she did. Um, okay, back to Family Ties. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, do you want me to read? Do you want me to read the synopsis? Go for it. Yes. Please. Okay. So keep, keep us on track. <laughs> <laughs> and when okay. I say us, I mean me. Go go ahead, please. Okay, so this episode is called Say Uncle. It was season two, episode 14, and it aired in January of 1984. So the plot is Uncle Ned, which is played by Tom Hanks, shows up, and Stephen, the dad, gets him an interview to work at the uh, public public TV station he works at. But then it becomes clear he has a drinking problem. And Ned blows the interview. Mm-hmm. Alex tries to remind Ned of his business prowess, only to be <laughs> physically assaulted by Ned. Yeah. And so the dad puts his foot down, and Ned has to get is convinced to get help. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, so quite a star turn again for Tom Hanks, because <laughs> um, I mean he's really handed some ham-fisted dialogue that i feel like he grounded but i mean we got to give it up for his high-waisted belted jeans too yeah, um, yeah I mean, he sported those well the tucked in henley uh-huh <laughs> yes <laughs> um no but there is that anticipation about like a stable like a stable family waiting for the prodigal uncle or like the fun uncle right to show up and yeah and so, like that in- anticipation of him coming and <laughs> I mean, right out of the gate. I mean, and it's all like, you can hear sort of like the like subtextual folly behind any sort of, hey, yeah, that calls for another beer. It's like yeah. indicator. Like, yeah. <laughs> And there was the same thing going on, you know, as, as things got worse and worse uh, that I felt when we watched the, the Bicycle Man episode of Different Strokes where you've mm-hmm. got the laugh track on all this mm-hmm. stuff yeah. that it's just yeah. like, you, inappropriate like you guys know that's not funny absolutely you know that's not funny and and the insertion of the laugh track when you when there was a live audience and so that's where i was going <laughs> i was toggling back and forth in my brain like wait a minute it was a live audience but that is totally canned like brady bunch laughter mm-hmm. in completely inappropriate moments. it was pretty grim yeah and the i mean and and how properly buttoned of like going into commercial break, like there's the shrug and the sigh when someone starts to like sniff that possibly Alex is like, I don't know about uncle Ned (laughs) (sighs) commercial. Like, um, but the, 
yeah, the idea that this was this this wasn't tout. I don't remember this being touted as a very special episode, right? And so it snuck up on you, and mm-hmm. so when he's you know he's Alex finds him drinking all night, and when he's tapped out everything, and so tapped out all of his own alcoholic resources, he goes into the pantry to take the vanilla. Yeah. Well, we now know that the Keatons didn't use imitation vanilla. They had the good stuff. (laughs) And that's pretty classy. I I mean, yeah, that's some serious baking. And the, I like that was so jarring to me. Yeah. That, you know, like just like tooling through the pantry and I, I like from watching this episode on, I would clock like (laughs) vanilla in people's pantries in my mom's house, in my dad's house. (laughs) Like if I was at my my friend Allison's, I'd be like, did you get a clock in there? I'd be like, oh, there's only like, you know, a quarter, like just a smidge left. I'm like, drinkers. Like I don't, yeah. Like I was like, yeah. Like in the maraschino cherries, like that, like I was like, eh, you know, that's just, there's not even Comedy. any booze in maraschino cherries. I didn't. Yeah, I was like, well, then why was I being served Shirley Temple's my whole like? Right. I think there, there's formaldehyde in maraschino yeah. cherries, but oh, well, that's that's welcoming. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that has a nice lasting effect, but um, <laughs> but yeah, the that's why my corpse yeah, is was... going to be pickled if, if I don't get it's almost It's almost almost an ever after lasting effect. <laughs> Apparently there was Rachel used to talk about how there was a, a maraschino cherry factory in Red Hook. That there was all kinds of shenanigans at. Mm. Shenanigans? Yeah, like stuff with <laughs> drugs. Like I think the FBI oh. or somebody came in or the DEA came and shut it down at one point. Because okay. I think it was okay. operating more like a front than a maraschino cherry honest factory. <laughs> Of all factories, right? So like, How could no, they impugn the the good yeah. name of Maraschino? <laughs> <laughs> well, Mara, um, why yeah. why did this episode um, stick with you? I, I think it was. I think it was the whole like the 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 shock of like going into the pantry and being like, "I'm not desperate. I'm going to chug vanilla." Right. Um. And. Yeah. And I mean, in hindsight, like I was, I was surrounded by alcoholism, but like very, you know, your standard offerings. Um, so to, you know, your beer, your, your whiskey, but like to go into the pantry, I was just like, what? And also it's Tom Hanks. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and I loved bosom buddies dearly. Okay. And you know, this is right when splash was coming out. Right. You know? And, and so yeah, to see that, yeah, to see him play that role, I was just like, oh, like, yeah, I, um, it stuck with me. Um, oh, yeah, Splash came out the same year as this. Uh-huh. But we have to, I mean, we have to give it up to the stage, like, some pretty, that was some solid stage combat work with the, when he smacks Alex. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it was, it was, it was pretty solid. The sound is really what got me. Well, that's the thing it's... is they made it seem like Alex had cracked his head against some part of the couch hard enough to make right. a crack. And I was like, right. there's no wood on that couch. Right. Oh, wasn't it the sound was a slap? Like a, like a, you know, like a. Yeah. 
I, I don't know. I mean, first of all, Alex, you, you, clearly you didn't grow up around alcoholics. You never no. go too close to them when they're <laughs> in, a, in a, like, you know, it's just a thing. And also, like, Tom Hanks, come on. You should know better. Rookie mistake. You're going to the Keatons. Obviously, they don't have a lot of alcohol. No. You got to stock up. Yeah. And, I mean, yeah. Like, and then the the, the little bottle in, in, in your suit. I'm like, mm, you... If you're digging for vanilla, like why aren't you, yeah, finding your own alcohol in your suitcase? Well, yeah. So um, the, yeah, the next morning he comes downstairs for his interview, and apparently he found a like airplane bottle of vodka to pour <laughs> into his orange juice, and yeah. he wants us to think that he lost track of that bottle. Like I don't think so. Yeah, that made that made no sense. To yeah. Me. <laughs> also, if if Alex didn't come down in the like, it was almost like you know waiting like a like a Westworld character waiting for the uh, human to come in and interact with them. He was just sitting in the dark. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like if Alex never came down, would he would he have done anything? No, he probably would have just passed out. Well, and, in the chair. and he also had an empty liquor bottle in front of him. So then when he tells uh-huh. Alex. Hey, let's. You need a beer. Oh, there's no beer. It's like, dude, you knew there was no beer. Yeah. <laughs> what do you What do you think is going to happen in Ohio and the suburbs? Yeah. Um, but it was kind of sad because it seemed like Alex actually viewed actually viewed Uncle Ned as an equal in a way he doesn't view most people as equals. Well, his own family members completely. Yeah. Like yeah. the you know like his 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 nuclear unit like, and that's a, yeah the revering for like the idolatry he had for him and like the i mean it was so the fact that you know we see alex he's still what he's still in high school and he's carrying around a leather wallet with clippings (laughs) news clippings um and also like about his uncle and so what i don't understand is they you know is it the change of writers or what have you but like there's no like they just welcome him back I mean, well, last time we saw him in season one, he's on the he's on the run, right? And getting Alex to buy him plane tickets so he can duck the FBI or what have you. And so he comes back conceivably for an interview at PBS or the local affiliate. And he was originally like a big corporate monger. So I don't. How, I don't he, think like, he came for the interview. I think he yeah, just came just to happened. visit, and then they like yeah. dumped on him that they'd gotten him the interview because right. police felt like it was time for him to get a job. Right. Because they also like really um, try to like make his his crime like a Robin Hood shit. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the I didn't watch the episode from the episodes from season one, but the the synopsis I read said that he he basically uh he hid i don't know millions of dollars to stop what he felt was an unethical uh merger from happening yeah. and that's why he was fired um and had to go on the run but it doesn't it just <laughs> it's just funny because now in this episode Alex is Alex is all you know behind him and it's like Alex was just always about money yep. Alex wouldn't have thought he would have been totally okay with all of the you know, the 1980s horrible mergers that happened, you know? Mm-hmm. It, it just seemed, it seemed out of character for what I remembered of of Alex, but... True, but he's right-wing, so there would be, like, a cognitive dissonance. Right, he's like, oh, it's my family, it's fine. Exactly. It's exactly. about money, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
But the thing about, I mean, the thing about Alex is that, yeah, he's always searching for who, who's, who he fits with, right? He feels no communion or connection with any of his family members. So, so all of that want and need is put on this uncle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The build up for the fall from grace, right? Um, only to get smacked. Like a bitch. No. <laughs> <laughs> but then like, but then Steven, who's, you know, so supposed to be such a like left wing, you know, limp wristed, whatever, like almost wow. goes after him. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. that's not, what- not 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 assertive enough in my, in my no like, for my liking. I, I, yeah, you know, or maybe he felt like Alex should get his ass kicked every now and then. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's probably yeah, he's probably wanted that to happen for. <laughs> but so it was but so not in my. It hands. was so funny though. So what it ends up with is when they have the confrontation, the parents and Alex, and Alex gets too close to him. Uncle Ned cracks him across the face. And then Steven's like, either the dad is like, either you get help or you get the hell out of my house. Which, and then Alex just sort of sits on the couch like, hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I was just do-do-do. And then also, was there a hotline for AA? I guess there was. I don't know. No one in my family was ever I want to say the same thing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, all of the... Okay, the only two, like, sort of old-school alcoholics I can think of are Stephen King and Craig Ferguson. And I've heard Mm -hmm. both of them say in different contexts, because they... I, I think the anonymity aspect was emphasized much more in the past than it is now. Um, but was, I'm not going to say who you can call for help, but help is there. It's at the front of the phone book. So I do think it was in the phone book. Yeah. But Mm. still it just, you know, I'm Robert Donnelly and I have a problem drinking. Right. And you know, couple, a couple questions here. Do, yeah. Do we really believe that was slapping Alex was the, was rock bottom? (laughs) Do we think, do we think Ned got help? No, not at all. Absolutely not. Well, no. So did he ever, did he ever, sh- I don't think he ever showed up again. Like I didn't. No, no. Cause splash happened. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like uncle Ned's got that fish lady. He doesn't need he's it. Got, no, it's, he's got the DTs and now he's imagining <laughs> mermaids. <laughs> That's why he had one red shoe. Um, oh. And also. I want to go back. I I, I do want to go back to the, again this with the structural thing about the house. Um, I believe Karen, you made an extremely valuable point. Um, how did nobody hear Ned screaming at two a.m.? <laughs> well, okay, so I'm just saying. Like, I mean, I grew up in a pretty small house, but like, if you got up in the middle of the night and went in the kitchen, my parents would have woken up. Absolutely. Like, so to have you know Alex Fine is staying up for an econ final, which I I don't know what high school you guys went to, but I never stayed up all night to study for shit in high school. Yeah, and I barely went. To high school, so. <laughs> but so Alex is. I just didn't sleep, but again, I'm not making like a ham sandwich in the middle of the night. Like I just can't. Alex goes down there, and then Tom Hanks is just fully screaming, <laughs> and it's like, what? Where are the parents? Well, I mean, you underestimate how good of an architect Elise. Oh, she soundproofed the whole house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. she don't want to hear that shit. Yeah, yeah. All that bric-a-brac was actually <laughs> padding. <laughs> it was padding like sound deadening. Yeah. 
<laughs> did you guys have fun uncles? We've we've done a funny uncles episode before, but did you guys have right. that kind of like fun uncle where it's like, like oh you've got I don't know if, if they're always yeah. unmarried or but like they're just kind of like exciting and it's like oh it's my uncle. I definitely yeah. Do. All right, they're not, they're not so fun anymore. <laughs> well, no. <laughs> yeah, when did they lose their luster for you? <laughs> <laughs> well, I have, I have, uh, you know, I don't really associate with my um, father's side, um, but my mother, my mother has two brothers, and the younger brother was always to me when I was a kid. He was in the air force, and he would come home, and we he would you know play GI Joes with me. And then as I got older. He now lives in England, so he, you know I don't see him as much. I probably haven't seen him in twenty years. Um, well, no, ten years probably. Um, then I have my other uncle, who we're a lot alike. Um, oh, you're twinsy. We, yeah, we look alike. We're a lot alike, but um, we had a, a very similar situation uh, that, with a Tom Hanks. Um, <laughs> not not violent, but um, just you know, you know, slightly getting angry while completely fucking <laughs> bashed out of his yeah. mind inebriated mm. um so it was more like oh okay pause <laughs> you know so yeah so that's that's you know but you know we're still we we still communicate but it's not like that same you don't want to you know you don't want to get drunk with people who take it a little too far yeah no yeah how about you guys I just realized um, that the guy I thought was my fun uncle was my cousin as I was just this very second because my all my uncles were old. <laughs> so it right. was actually it was actually my cousin. But there was like a, a guy who would show up. I can't even remember his name. I think he just showed up on my ancestry account, though, as a match. Um, Careful. <laughs> right. That. But no, like he would he would show up on his motorcycle <laughs> and like we'd be all at the at the park swimming and you know like he'd come and throw us off the end of the dock and i was like oh he's wonderful <laughs> um i my my mother has two brothers who love you know wonderful men but they weren't bringing the charisma we'll just say that <laughs> you know uh they weren't they, nobody was sitting down to play trivial pursuit um and um, no, I would say if we're looking at Tom Hanks, I mean, you know, my, <laughs> my dad was already bringing, you know, the, the party to the table, but then all of his, like, um, a lot of his friends who were considered uncles, right? Um, yeah. Like in hindsight, I'm like, well, how many, how many questionable drivers, you know, how many cars did I get in as a small child? Oh, once, <laughs> yeah. once again, the eighties, right? I mean, yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. Oh, not everybody drives at the roadie. Oh. Um, so yeah. Um, but yeah, there was, there was like that kind of, the uncle Ned energy was coming from a lot of, you know, my dad's football buddies and, and whatnot. Oh, I did have an uncle who's a drunk. Hey. Um, hey. i'm sure i had more than one but no there was the i think i've talked about him before my uncle who like he uh he was like almost a foot taller than my dad because my dad was really short and he was tall and they looked alike but then their heads were a foot apart um and and my dad was like super churchy and my uncle was super drunky 
but he was so much fun. Like he would, um, I remember one time we headed over to see him and he was still married at that point. Cause my aunt Marie hadn't left him yet and they'd been out picking blackberries. And so the, their house was maybe a quarter of a mile away. So my aunt Marie gets in the car with us and my uncle gets on the hood of the car. And my dad drove him back to the house on the hood of the car. Um, and like, I remember they came over to visit and I, I'd been riding my bike around and he comes up and goes, hi, Karen. And I got off the bike and he grabbed the bike and got on it and rode down the road. He was just, he was fun. He was drunk. Drunk. Yeah. But he would always bring fish. He's the one, he's the one who, uh, after my dad died, um, like my mom was kind of hibernating for a while. And so he sent her this Christmas card that had on the, like the inside flap, it had this family tree that said like, Karen, (laughs) Karen, niece, John, nephew, Sally. What was their relationship? Sister-in-law, sister-in-law? Yeah. Sister-in-law. Um, and then it said, just because Sandy, which is my dad, just because Sandy is dead, doesn't mean we are not related. And then on the, on the, the message of the Christmas card was may the joy and peace of the holiday season be with you now and always. (laughs) (laughs) that's all peace in the holidays (laughs) after saying just because sandy is dead dead yeah Yeah. good times good times he was fun um does it do either of you have any any more thoughts for for the first episode Oh, say drunkle. Um, you know, because this episode was so Alex focused as far as mm-hmm. the family goes, I was trying to mm-hmm. like I was trying to remember I don't think I loved family ties because I just didn't like anybody in it. Like yeah. the the parents I just didn't relate to. Although Michael mm-hmm. Gross is more handsome than I realized. Oh, um yeah. I did not think so when I was a kid. Um, and then Alex was just such a fucking twerp. Yeah. Like, I just, I didn't, yeah. I mean, I like make Michael J. Fox a lot, but I just remember being like, fuck you, man. And then oh, yeah. the girls yeah. were idiots. Yeah. Well, Tina, you others can just go, she's like a prop. Yeah, right? Yeah. You know, I really yeah. like Justine no. Bateman now, and she seems funnier to me mm-hmm. now um watching these episodes but it when i was a kid i was just like she's so stupid i mean it's like the the tropes that are handed or yeah just, you know like dumb and pretty right. and then you know smart tomboy but prop and like, like now i recognize um, that the writing actually is funny it's not like it's more mm-hmm. like i can see that for whatever reason like that kind of thing coming from like rose on the golden girls was funny to me in a way that just like oh it's the pretty girl being stupid yep wasn't funny but the writing yeah. is funny um i i don't know if i mean you know across the board we're handed traditional family you know stable family environment so i don't know i don't yeah i don't know if it was being attracted just like oh that's what a family that stays together looks like or you know i don't i don't know um 
They're a little bit too, little bit too touchy for my taste. Yeah, oh yeah, I I agree. Too. I'm like, oh, like what? <laughs> what? Um, and also just really like fairly in tune with one another. I'm like, nobody's checked out. Like I, I think <laughs> you know, like <laughs> I don't. Um, I, yeah, I think in hindsight, it's like yeah, you like looking at something that's idyllic, but they're all very flawed people with, you know, uh, and, and the struggle with idealism and, you know, the, 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 the parents navel gazing about what they once yeah. were. It's like, you know, I, I think anybody in the eighties grew up with that kind of boomer energy. Around yeah. them. Um, and I remember in one of the uh, very first episodes, it might've been the pilot that there was the joke that like Michael Gross didn't want them to um, eat English muffins because of Britain's position, political position on something like Thatcher's mm-hmm. position. And I was just like, doy, oy, oy. I think all <laughs> like, I mean, it's a, yeah, it's a little like a little far reaching, but at the same, like this was an, despite it being CBS was like a really excellent anecdote, even though it was, I think I appreciate the parents' yeah. energy opposite, like in opposition to Reaganomics and the world. Just like everybody snorting coke and have. being like, yeah, Wall Street's raping everybody, but who cares? Things are mm-hmm. moving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, because um, the parents were sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Did, Armando, did you just go, hmm? I don't know. I don't trust these. Too touchy, and also I could see them. You know, they're the they're the type of hippies that in like ten, fifteen years they become the most conservative. Yeah, that's true. People on the planet. Yeah, they'd be yeah. You know, Talking about freedoms with getting with mad because yeah, getting mad because you know people are talking about you know. Um, you know, uh, paying uh, the student loans for people, like removing mm. debt, you know, and all that stuff. Like in my day, you know, I don't know. I also don't trust PBS or any affiliates. Oh boy! <laughs> 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 um, 